0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at WeAreAblaze. Tonight, we're going to talk about Samson and... Hey, actually, Noah, I do need those two props. They're on the keyboards. So... We're going to talk about you deciding and... and God has... So I I am writing... I guess I am writing a book. I'm writing a, a series of sermons, and one day we'll make them into a book about—and it's a, it's a working title, but it's, it's The Laws of Everything, I think, is the title of the book. It seems a little uh, over the top, but I don't know. It might just work. So, no, if you'll bring me the props. But, so this is one of them. So— um, God works in laws and rules that He did set up, but then He has He has elevated His Word above, uh, above Himself, and we know that He gave us free will, and He stuck to the rules so much that He let Adam and Eve mess it all up. That's how much He stays. So uh, this is going in a different direction than what I was thinking, but um, imagine with me. So you are. So who is who is more powerful in this scenario? a person so let's say you're playing baseball with your friends and it's your bat and it's your ball and you start losing and so you just take the ball and bat home or you flip the board game over and you say I win or do you play by the rules and you win who's yeah okay so i would i would dare say the person that plays by the rules is the stronger person is the more honorable and just all of these things and god is that person god set up a a ordered universe and then works within that framework and then does miracles and all this cool stuff. But it, but it never it never breaks anything because he's a God of order among the other things that he is. So tonight we are going to talk about 2 Timothy 2 20 verses uh, through 22. And I only wrote down the first part of them. So, uh, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but of also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Next. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the masters, uh, for the master, prepared for every good work. A flee, uh, flee also useful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who are called to the Lord without with a great and pure heart. So Go back to the first part in a master or, yeah, in a house. You'll just verse 20, I guess. So in verse 20, it talks about you get to be, there's two vessels. Well, there's at least two. So this is a, this is a, a decent knife. I was going to bring, we have a, a really nice uh, bread knife at the house. So, and I have, Elisa is a, is a great and wonderful person who puts up with a lot of weird stuff that I do um so we have we have a set of knives these are really nice knives we got them for our wedding gift and they're hand wash only we only use them for food we're supposed to at least and they have a they have something that is that they're designed to do uh the bread knife has all these cool ridges and it there is no knife better for cutting bread than that knife we have a we have a chef's knife an all-purpose knife a little paring knife and these guys or girls, I don't know, they don't have a gender. Um, they're knives, uh, they, they're made of carbon. But that, so they, they are designed for specific use. This knife is designed for specific use. It does not say which one, but it is nice. So let's call this the honorable, this is, this is the one fit for the master's use. In my house, I guess I am the master, along with Elisa. We are the masters of the house and whatever we delegate our utensils to do, They simply do them. Now, Elisa sometimes uh, sees a box from Amazon or something else and just uses these really good knives to cut open the boxes and dulls them and ruins them, and so we have to then fix them. So, And we have so many knives in the house. Not like an an enormous amount of of knives, but we have a non-zero amount of knives in this house, all of which are usable for cutting off boxes, except the stuff, except these like six knives that are really good. So... This is a plastic knife that I got out of the kitchen. It is for everything. So this is not only like not even comparably good to this knife. This is a single-use knife that if you threw it away, if I snapped it in half, none of you would think anything of it because all of you have thrown away. I mean, how many of y'all have ordered takeout and then don't even open the, the, the like thing of, of silverware they give you and just throw it away? I do. I mean, sometimes I use the wh- whichever one I need. I only need the fork, so I get the fork out and throw the rest away. It's, you, know, you keep them all? I throw away the napkin. <laughs> yeah, so you just throw it away. So, and nobody thinks anything different. This is a single use knife. Do you want to be a single use knife, or do you want to be the one fit for the master's use? Well, it is up to you. And that's when I, when I was starting to go into the, this like really big ballooned idea of your free will and what you do matters. Now, you are, and this is the one that I did not have in the, in the notes that I got in worship. I was just rolling around. But in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God, uh, God made him uh, who without sin be no sin, so that at him you may become the righteousness of God. So in another, hey, yeah. Yeah, okay, so King James is what I pulled it up. There's one that you have been made righteous. You have been, so this knife was made out of steel and plastic. It it put no effort into being a knife. This thing exhibits no, sh- no energy maintaining its shape. You have been made righteous, just as this knife has been made out of metal. Now, you could do acts of holiness or unholiness, and that's what, that's what, uh, Second Timothy continues to go on about is, but you are still, th- this is part of the revelation I was getting today and, and, and throughout this is you are righteous. You are still the good knife fit for cutting bread or tomatoes because you have to have a good, you have to have a good knife for cutting tomatoes or you just smush them and everyone's cut a tomato with a dull knife and it's terrible. So, but, so you, you get to decide. Now you're still a good knife. You're still the good honorable utensil Despite your behavior, now we're going to go into a bit of a character study that we've been going over in Octane, and this is a plug for Octane. It's four thirty Mondays. It's really cool. We go. uh, We have no real time like of. It's four thirty to five thirty, but we we really break down scriptures and take as long as we need to take on them. And this is part of the um, inspiration for this. And uh, then so going and, and one last step in this. You are righteous, and you get to decide. Even so, we have a New Testament, now we have an Old Testament going to Deuteronomy 30, 19. I'm sure y'all have probably seen this scripture, but I, uh, God is talking to the people of Israel. They're each standing on one, on one mountain ridge on the other, and I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now this, I am... Tr- this is very important, and I'm trying to be really cool and like, uplifted about this, but this matters so very much. You are at the very beginning of your lives, and so decisions you make echo through your life in a very heavy way. But, and y'all, y'all probably have friends that you're already like, you're just not going anywhere. You already probably have those people that are like, man, you really need to change your life around, which, spoiler alert, you have the answer to change their life around. So you should probably like try to help them in their in their in in their misery, because I promise you, no matter how cool and no matter how much they act like their misery is cool, their misery is not that cool. And they hate it. Uh, That was free. I did not actually. But but so it so in this people group that he's talking to are both much like you've been made righteous. They're already his people, his chosen people. And he's saying you get to pick. Now, you're still my people and I still love you. But if you pick the right choice, not only is this for good for you, but it's good for everyone, everyone that will ever come of, of you, not to be super heavy. But it's really cool because if you make the right choice by the power of Jesus and by the power of Holy Spirit, you get to live this, you get to live this abundant life. You get to live this, this great life that we're all, we're all striving for. So for the sake of time, we are going to go to how to do something wrong. So we've been going through Samson um, as through Octane. And if we'll go to Judges 13, we're probably not going to read as much as... But I do want to hit a few things. So uh, y'all probably are aware of Samson. So this actually is really cool. We're talking about this in Octane. So this picture of him killing the lion is, a, is, is, is an iconic thing. So he actually... Uh, it is against... Uh, Jewish, uh, Jewish law to touch a dead animal after it's been killed. So after he kills this lion, he then goes and scoops honey out of its dead carcass and hands it to its parents. So he actually made himself unclean and other people unclean, which is kind of wild that he did this. So we see Samson... Um, in Judges thirteen one through five, Samson is born, and, uh, and this is this is why I chose Samson because there's actually a lot of parallels between him and Jesus. Again, the children did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them by the, uh, by the uh, d- delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for forty years. Uh, now there was a certain man from Zorah, a family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his lot and, and his wife was barren and had no children. Uh, and and this is this is the important part. Now, check out, there's probably a story in Matthew that mirrors this. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are a barren and have n- born no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. So now, therefore, please be careful, Do not drink wine, similar drink, and not eat anything unclean. So this is actually the Nazarite vow. So she took the Nazarite vow, which is for a length of time, to then bear a Nazarite child that was going to be set apart in holy. We're going to see later, we are set apart in holy. And so these, everything that goes, it is wild, actually. We go through octane, and I'm like, man, Samson's got a lot of, like, mirrors. So we have uh, an immaculate birth a between Samson and Jesus. So you can imagine... And I'm sure all of y'all have been told how wonderful you are. And I'm sure that that Samson's mother throughout all of raising him was like, you're my special little snowflake. I love you dearly. You're the most great thing ever. You do no wrong. I love you dearly because I had no children and you are a literal miracle of God. Not like a miracle of the sun coming up every day that we take for granted and like people get born. This guy was a legit miracle that they had to do something to, it, to get, you know, she had to follow these rules. And so, and this is, this is what we were talking about in Octane is that this is, probably evidently got to, got to Samson because we see in Judges... 15, 1 through 3, we probably won't read the next part, but uh, that Samson has not really done what he's supposed to do. Uh, after a while in a time um, of wheat harvest, it happened that Samson visited his wife with a young goat. Oh, uh, wait, no, I did it wrong. 14, 1 through 3. We jumped ahead in the story. We're just, we're, just, we're just trying to jump through it. So Samson is not real. Okay, now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah, the daughter of the Philistines. Now remember, this is the guy that's supposed to deliver the children of Israel from the Philistines, much like Jesus is delivering us from sin. Lots of mirrors. And so he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah, the daughter of the Philistines. Now therefore, get her for me as a wife. So this is what I was saying about getting into like, His mother probably told him he was special one too many times. He has no concept of, like, other people being important. And I know none of y'all have ever, Landon has never done that, been like, I want this Chick-fil-A. Mom, get it for me. He's never and never once thought, you know, man, maybe I should, like, say please, you know. G G, if you're listening, you're not here to pick on. Just know that. Just know that I miss you. Um, but so, 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 so he's just like get, get this woman for me then his father and mother said uh, is there no woman or daughter uh, in your brethren among the people you have that you, that you must go get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines and Samson said to his father get her for me for she pleases me well I want her me makes she makes me happy who cares about this girl she's clearly not important as me this is, and I, so, in going into, yeah, so, we'll, yeah, we'll just, we'll just go through all this. It'll be fun. Um, say, uh, the next 14, 18 through 20. We're just, we're just, we're just hitting this off. So, uh, keep, in, keep in mind that we opened with the, you get to pick your utensil. This is how you don't do it. Uh, so, so, the man in the city said to him, oh, the seven days, so, so Moses, or no, so Samson has killed the lion. He's going here and he has, uh, this guy has, or the the guys have uh, threatened his wife and now she's told them the answer to his riddle so he's losing the deal and so he's so upset with her. So this is the woman that he loved. Remember just a few few scriptures ago, he was like, she pleases me well, I want her. And now he's like, now he's really angry and uh, what is stronger than honey? And, And he said to them, if you're not plowed with my heifer, You would not have solved my riddle. Clearly, this guy loves this girl so very much that he's just like he's. This is his new bride after the wedding feast. He's like my cow of a wife. Not a. This is so. This is this is where. So he's 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 focused in. He's this is this inward focus. This is a this is a man child in in its truest form. It is only about. Please me, please me. I want more. It's never about anyone else. So we'll skip ahead to. Let's go to Judges 16, one through 2 one through two. One through two, yeah. Ah, uh, for this. So Samson is, yeah. All right, and so we'll just we'll, we'll just end it with this one. Uh, we're all mostly grown up in here now, Samson. So this is this is the judge that's spo- that set apart. He has a holy life. His mom did not drink wine. This man. As, as we know as the record, has not drank wine or cut his hair ever. He's really holy in this one category. And now he's like, and now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went, in, and went for her. It's not knocking it out of the park. Really good at this. I, I guess he's just like, I have long hair, therefore everything's okay. And I, I, I guess we've done that. We've, well, we've all done that in our life. But this is where... so. If, and go in. Read read the story of Samson because it's really cool, and it's and it's it's the the mirror between him and Jesus is 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 so really really deep actually because every time he does something, it's the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and then he did this mighty thing, and then right after that, uh, yeah, then Samson uh, came here and surrounded the place. Uh, so right after he ah. We'll go on. So after, he, after he's like, God, I need you. So the event of him actually killing all the Philistines with the jawbone of a, of a donkey, he's touching a dead animal again. And so after that, he complains. He's like, God, I'm so thirsty. You're just going to let me die here. So he's so, he's so self, self-centered. And it's, and, and it's not about... It's not about everyone else. And I, this, is, this is the story of your life, I promise you. If you make your life about other people and, and helping other people's needs, yours will be fulfilled. You will it, will, it will keep you, it will keep you grounded, it will keep you on the right track. So we're gonna go to uh, John five nineteen through 22. And we're going to jump over to Jesus, the one that we're supposed to follow. Then Jesus, so they're, they're talking to Jesus. Then Jesus answered and said to them, "Most assuredly, I say to you, the son of the son can do nothing of, for himself. Excuse me, but what he sees the father do, and whatever he does, the son also does in the like manner. So this is so you look in you look into the word. You want to be the special knife. You get to choose. You're righteous. Samson, we, you see at the end of his life, he, he was a judge. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He ended his life well, but it was not when God talks about in Deuteronomy that it, it will be good for you and your descendants. Samson lived a life that he did not have to live. He was still blessed. He was still righteous. You are still righteous. You are still... The plan of God is unchangeable. No sin that you commit is ever stronger than what... God's plan is for your life now you can make it very rocky if, if you so choose but you still have the call you're still a knife you get to choose if you're a nice knife or a bad knife if you're fit for the master's use if you if you're there and able to conduct and follow through and manifest the the divine nature that you have on your life you are an immortal spirit right now you will never cease to exist and you get to be this, this, this great thing that God has promised you to do. And this is how you do it. This is how you live a life set apart. Uh, and then we'll go to Colossians 3, 12. In closing. This is, you, you, get to, you get to be set apart. You're already set apart. You're already saved. Unless you're not. And then we can fix that. You can, you can, you can, right now you're, I guess you're no utensil, but once you're saved, you, you are the utensil. Therefore, uh, yeah, uh, can you do, uh, amplified just because, but therefore as an elect of God, holy and and beloved, but a tender mercy and kindness, humility and meekness and long suffering, the, uh, it's the new amplified, but it says that you are set apart. So you've already been set apart. You're, you're already, you're already righteous. Now, you get to choose your acts of holiness. You get to be whatever God called you to be, and you get to follow through with that. Uh, You get to be the the special utensil. And I just, I keep repeating that because I keep, this has been such an important thing in my life of, I knew I was called. I knew I had great things. I'm sure all of y'all had great things. Y'all, not not had, you have great things. I remember sitting in class and being like, I want to be in a history book. I promise you I'm going to be in history before it's all said and done. Amen. I don't I don't know what it's going to be for, but I'm going to be in that thing. Amen. What? <laughs> yeah, hopefully something positive. But you know, that's I'm I'm going to be in history book because and, and because I want to be because I'm called to greatness. You are too. You we, you get to you get to change the population of heaven and f- for the good. There are people in Rwanda that I know are gonna be in heaven because I talk to them, and I know that's that that may come across as prideful, but I promise you it's not because someone has to speak to to everyone, and you could possibly be that someone. You can you can be the utensil. Let's end on 2 Timothy to twenty. We'll go back. You get to be this thing. You get to be the utensil for the master's use because you don't get to. The bad part, well, I guess it's not a bad part, but you, you are a utensil either way. You, I mean, you, no matter what, there's, there's no third option of you get to be a vessel of gold and silver or of, clay, of wood and clay, but you're going to be a vessel. You, 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 you already are one, so then you get to pick which one you are. And you do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. You, get to, you do that through being empowered, through following Jesus. You get to live. And this, and this, this goes on in 22 to talk about the things to, to avoid and the things to strive after. Paul talks about that all throughout the epistles of do this and you'll get this. This isn't, this isn't a slot machine in the sky of do this algorithm, get this result. But it is, don't do this stuff and you won't have to deal with these things. You get to... You get to be the happy life, this, this, this imaginary life that I'm sure you've all sat in bed or in, in class and imagined this world that you want to have. I promise you, those are divine thoughts. This, when you see a problem in the world and you're like, I could do it better, this needs to be changed. Those are seeds of what God has given you. I know that Robert and I have talked lots of hours throughout all these years of what do you want to be when you grow up we've had that conversation and we've had it with other people and I think this is a short answer to a very long problem and to a complicated problem that you will eventually walk out is that all right so you we don't know what profession you're going to be but you can do these things and be the vessel of honor and you can change the world for for the better we hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are A Blaze Youth Ministries grade six through twelve. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.